Hey, welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio, and welcome to episode 120 for the end of April 2020. And how are you guys doing? Um, uh, we're all cooped up in our houses doing whatever we do. Uh, I got to be uh, thankful that I actually have work that I can do remotely, and so does my wife. So we're both uh, we're both here in our houses working and trying to make a living and trying to survive this. And I'm, you know, I'm sure there's uh, plenty of stories out there. All you guys doing what you can do to survive this. And, uh, yeah, so I don't know what day we're in now, 40th day, 40-something day. At least we're in New York and Brooklyn. It's kind of strange being in what's considered the epicenter of the epicenter of this in the United States. Uh, the, the I would say battle between Brooklyn and Queens having the most amount of um, cases and deaths in, in the city and then New York City having the most in uh, you know, in the state of New York and New York state having the most in the country. So it's kind of crazy to, to be in the center of this. Uh, I'm really, like I said, I'm glad I don't have to go out. I can just stay in my apartment. I mean, I am, I have been going out, you know, getting some supplies once in a while and just going out with my camera, just taking a walk, you know, getting outside. Uh, if you've been following me, uh, on YouTube, you know, I've gone out a couple times and, and, uh, done some uh, shooting out there while I'm shooting Polaroids or whatever instant film I'm shooting and just, you know, ranting away a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, the I'm working both on trying to, you know, make sure I maintain the, the podcast and then wanting to do this YouTube channel. And I had this, uh, I have plans for it, you know, so, but in, <laughs> it's like just anything. It's like, how do I get a, how do I actually get the time to do that but um you know to give you the plans again you know uh for what i'm doing on youtube is i do want to continue doing my opinion pieces and walking around inside but i am going to do some self crits and um you know i've got in my studio every once in a while i have to uh, uh I, i'm i'm teaching photography and i'll talk about that in a minute but i have uh, a green screen that i set up uh for what i'm doing the zoom uh, teaching and I have a, a virtual backdrop that I put in there. It actually doesn't look too bad. I was able to find a nice picture of a brick wall and did some lighting on it so that it looks nice. And and I've got a couple of uh, LED uh, panels that light me from the front. So uh, I think for for what I'm doing the self crits. I know I've been I've been practicing here uh, setting up my camera and figuring out what to have as a backdrop so it looks nice and. I realize I've got this set up in my studio for when I'm teaching, and so I'm just going to leave it for when I do my YouTube channel and just throw a virtual backdrop in because, A, it's easy. You know, uh, I do it like um, uh, the picture that's going to be the post for this episode is going to be me in my studio, and you're going to see how messy it is. And uh, I find that stuff a distraction when I'm looking at it, you know, when I'm filming myself. So I'm just going to pretty much leave it as is, but I'm going to use a backdrop, uh, you know, this virtual backdrop to sort of just cut it out so that it's not a distraction. And, and you know, it, I know it might be cheesy. Actually, it's not a bad green screen. I'm using, I'm using, uh, what am I doing? Oh, I'm, wow. I've been using Zoom. Zoom actually does a pretty good job of, of stripping out the, uh, 
the backdrop, especially when you have a green screen, and I'm lighting myself so that I'm lit. So it does it does a fairly good job. And I'm actually in, in, when I'm doing Zoom, I've got a repeating video uh, with my little intro to digital photography glowing in the background, <laughs> uh, flickering neon light. So it's a little it's a little interesting. But um, uh, first, and I've done some still shots of me, uh, which I've keyed out in. Um, I think I'm using an app on my phone. I found a I found an app. I can't remember the name of it, but I just wanted to do some like sort of promo shots. And and what I'm using in Zoom to to film me is I don't uh, want to use the webcam on the computer. Uh, I found an app that lets me use my iPhone as a uh, webcam, and it actually does a pretty decent job when it's working. It does it does work in Zoom fairly well, and uh, it only gives me a. A 720 output, which is not totally high def, but you know it's good enough for it's good enough for uh, it's good enough for a zoom, because I don't really need to be you know high definition in that. Um, but uh, so anyway, when I f- I think when I do my self crits from my YouTube channel, I'm going to perhaps use my iPhone as the camera, maybe. I got to think about how to set this up because I don't. I don't know if I need to see myself while I'm doing the self crits. You know, so it's like I don't need, like once I set it up, because most of the time I'm just going to go and you know bring up the photograph on uh, uh, my iPad and do screen capture from that and just talk about my picture. So again, it's not really a visual about me. I just hope that my voice is clear and then my whole point is to be able to look at my own pictures and you know, self-criticize them and then hopefully use that as a learning tool or you guys can use it as a learning tool to do the same thing and we can all sort of, you know, look at our own work because, you know, that's what a lot of what we're doing now or at least a lot of what I'm doing is like I'm not going out and shooting but I'm going through my back catalog of photographs and seeing what I have and I'm doing a mixture of stuff like, uh, I'll go into this now. I recently uh, bought a new computer, um, which I was kind of hesitant to do just because it's a lot of money. But um, I think I'm saving some money by not, like during this uh, lockdown, somehow I'm saving some money. So I was like, all right, I, I need a new computer. And before this, I'm using a, uh, an old 2009 Mac Pro and a 2013 uh, MacBook Pro. And actually I was using the MacBook Pro mostly now as my main machine, my Mac Pro my Mac Pro is at the point now where I can't turn it off. If if I turn it off, I can't turn it back on again. I think there's a problem with the power supply. I have no desire to bring it into the shop. It sounds like it's just too much trouble. But I've been leaving it on, which means it's sucking out juice and stuff like that. But I got my got my Lightroom catalog on there. Uh, I got the catalog on there, and I got a good chunk of my pictures on four hard drives in there. Uh, anyway, I, I can't really upgrade it and edit uh, Lightroom on that. And it's become sort of a, like, if I'm looking at my pictures on my old computer, I've got sort of low-res screens. You know, that's kind of why I've been moving and shooting, uh, processing on my uh, iPad and iPhone, because the Retina screens are so nice. And, and I haven't really been doing it on my iP- uh, my MacBook Pro, uh, although I do have a 2K screen for that. And I've been doing some, like, looking at pictures, but it's kind of, it was kind of clunky and if you saw my desk I've got multiple screens and multiple keyboards and it's just a real pain to make that's why I like the iPhone and the iPad because it's just one device and I'm looking at it and I'm only worried about the one picture so I, uh, a little story about the computer is I was just like I decided I was talking to my wife and I was like you know I really need to get a new computer because I was getting kernel panics on machines and I know my my on my laptop and I'm 
think I was getting some bad hardware stuff on that. And my Mac Pro, you know, I got to leave it on all the time and it's really sluggish. And I was like, you know what? And then my job that I need to do, I need to have a computer with a big screen. So uh, I actually reached out to my buddy uh, Bart Bueschatz at the um, uh, Let's Talk Photography podcast and Let's Talk uh, uh, Apple podcast. Um, Bart gave me a few ideas uh, about computers and actually suggested, you know, looking at the refurbs. And I completely forgot about those. So I was really happy that, that we talked about it. And I was going back and forth between a Mac, uh, an iMac, maybe like a 21-inch, and then maybe a, a Mac Mini. And you know, I was going back and forth a little bit. Oh, then I saw a deal on a MacBook, um, a MacBook Pro, which wasn't so bad. But I was like, ah, do I want to go back to get another laptop? Anyway, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden at uh, Mac sales, the OWC people, which is, by the way, I don't, you know, I'm not getting paid by those guys. But if, I, if you want to buy any kind of peripherals for your Mac and RAM and hard drives, those guys are the best. Uh, they have the best customer service. They're the nicest people. Uh, everything about them is great. Uh, so I checked their site and they actually had a refurbished, uh, actually, I think I got an email from them that was an ad and they, they had a refurb uh, iMac, 27 inch iMac. Uh, and the price was, it was fine. It was like 16 or 1700 or something like that. And it was a base drive, you know, but I figured I'd buy it and put some more RAM in it and blah, blah, blah. And <clears throat> I uh, I actually uh, this is the one that uh, um, uh, Bart recommended, uh, and you know after my back and forth in my own mind about like you know Mac Mini and this and the iMac and the 21 inch, I was like, you know what this 27 inch thing came up and the price was the price was okay, you know I was like okay well I got to bite the bullet because these other computers are just not going to use or work and I'm going to have to use this for work I gotta you know I'm stuck in my house so anyway I bit the bullet. I ordered it through OWC uh, and it came in and uh, there was a little glitch at the beginning and I called up their tech service and, and we worked it out. It was just a uh, uh, PRAM resetting or um, something I had to do. The machine wasn't booting up and after I did it, it's it fine. The machine was in perfect condition. I mean, it's like, it looks, I mean, it's it, it was an Apple refurb, so they refurbed it. It looked, it was brand new, essentially. Um, and I just, you know, stuck more RAM in it and... Uh, uh, and I've been playing with it now. Uh, first of all, I'm doing mostly my work on it, my, my day job. But, you know, I've been loading stuff up on it and, and looking at things, and I was like, wow, you know, because it's a high-res screen, the, my photographs look much, much better on this. Anyway, I've been, like, you know, fussing around with it. It's got a lot, you know, it's got so much more power. I mean, I'm, you know, I didn't buy a brand-new Pro machines since 2009. So it's like, this is what, you know, life is like when things are sped up. So I've been kind of slowly figuring out how to, you know, deal with pictures. I've been playing with Lightroom, at least the, um, the cloud-based one. I don't, I didn't, I mean, I have the other one installed in here, but I don't have my old Lightroom catalog on it yet because I got to figure out how to, you know, I got all these images on other hard drives on my other machine and I either have to like, I have to gut the machine and take the hard drives out and then uh, use, like, uh, figure out, like, a, I don't know. i got to figure out some way to be able to access all those pictures. I know I'm not going to be able to have all the hard drives in my iMac because I can only have one in there, so I have to use external things. But I think this is all, like, not a big deal. It's going to be a little hassle, like, swapping out hard drives, but I've, I'm used to that. I've got one of those little toaster things. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like I'm just going into this long story. I'm sorry. 
But it, it is getting me, like, I, I was going on my old machine, and I was opening up Lightroom, and, and I was like, well, let me just go through my back catalogs. And I went back to uh, 2014, I think, just to scope around some stuff, because that's when I started shooting with my Fuji camera, and that's when I really started doing street photography. And I was scoping through it, and I was like, you know, one year I had like 85,000 images, and so I'm like scrolling through stuff. And I'm like, that's really interesting to start looking at the old catalog of pictures to see what I have, because I'm so... You know, even since then, so often just like shoot, 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 pull a couple of shots, post them up someplace, shoot, 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 shoot. And, you know, the process continues. And so, you know, I shoot a lot more and you're, you're probably the same, you know, shoot a lot more and you pull out a couple and you store the rest and you probably have some gems. I know I have some gems in there and, uh, and then you just keep going. So, you know, six years, I mean, I've got my catalog goes back to, 2006 or five or four, 2004 maybe. I can't remember when I got my, I think it's 2004 um, that I started really, uh, you know, uh, I think I got about 850,000, 840,000 pictures in my uh, catalog that stopped at 2019 uh, on my my Mac Pro. And so I didn't go back that far because it was, you know, it's a different photography style, but I, you know, I, I might do that. So anyway, I was just scoping through it actually just to see the numbers and think about, I was thinking about like, how do I transfer this stuff to the new machine? But I was able to pull out some shots and I realized back then in 2014, 2015, I was already starting like in my mind, these projects that I've got now, one project I'm working on it, And I can't remember if I told you in the last show or not, but I'm doing, I got all these projects in my head when I go out and shoot, not only the street photography, but, you know, things like uh, I'm shooting these, you know, chairs that have been uh, abandoned, you know, either thrown out in the trash or just like sitting out in front of a store, like empty chairs. And they've always caught my eye. And I look back in my back catalog and I was already catching pictures of chairs. I mean, they're so obvious, like you see a, a chair in the trash and it's just like, it almost doesn't belong in the trash sometimes. Sometimes the chairs look really good and like, why is somebody throwing this out? So it always stands out, and I always, I always was attracted to it. So I realized, like, you know, in those years, I was, I, was, uh, I was taking pictures of these chairs. So I was already, in a sense, creating a, the, the, um, the seeds of this project that I like, that it's an ongoing one, you know, just shooting these chairs. So I was able to find a few of those pictures, and I, I copied them off of my Lightroom catalog, and I brought them to, uh, to my uh, my ipad lightroom and i've been processing them from, you know putting them on instagram uh and i haven't been saying that they're old pictures i mean it's like the point of it's not really to say this is an old one this is a new one i mean i think i'm i'm kind of not wanting to do that because who the hell cares when the picture was taken it's just i want to share the shot so it's also this idea of going back into the back catalog and finding these gems things that I might have missed, things that just didn't have a place at the time that I was I was uh, making them, and now they do because, like in this case of chairs, now I've got a, a body of shots of chairs that, that I really like, that I want to do something with. And, uh, you know, I keep shooting them. When I go out and I see chairs, you know, I'm, I'm continuously photographing. So I found these old shots and, you know, putting them in. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of you are doing that now. If you're not going out and shooting, you're going through your back catalogs and seeing what you've missed. And that's an interesting thing to do because it's like, you know, we do shoot more. I shoot more than I edit, you know, and a lot of that stuff just, you know, goes into the, into the, into the, not the bins, but goes into the drawers, uh, you know, virtual drawers as it were. 
and they just sit there and you know I uh, right now I don't have a lot of time to go out I mean a you know it's 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 lockdown so it always kind of is a little bit of a risk sometimes I just have to get up and go as we've been watching on my YouTube channel I just go because I you know we all got to get out you know but it's just I don't do that every day and it might do it like once or twice a week for like an hour so it's really not enough to go out and like shoot a lot of new things although I do bring my camera and if I see a chair and <laughs> I shoot it or if I see some shoes I've actually been seeing a lot less shoes. People put out shoes. That's the other thing I'm doing. I'm doing a sh- project of people putting out shoes, I guess, to instead of throwing out, to give away. You know, they're throwing them out, but they're giving away. It's, just an, it's another interesting thing I, I see in my neighborhood. But um, I'm just not shooting a lot of stuff. And, you know, I'm not doing any street photography either. So anyway, I'm somehow tying this into the new computer. But um, I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to figure out how to take the old catalog, put it on the new computer so I at least have access to it so I can see it and not have to go back to the old machine. You know, I, the old machine is still sitting there. And actually, I've been accessing the, the old machine using a screen sharing app. So I don't actually have to load up the old machine. I'm just, you know, I'm looking at it through a virtual window. I'm logging on to my old machine, which is actually kind of easy to do. And it's, uh, but anyway, this new machine, I'm looking at it, and the screen is as high resolution as like an iPad. And so it's really nice to see my pictures on the screen. And they're big. You know, it's a 27-inch screen. So it's it's giving me a little bit of a – I know I've been editing on mobile a lot, but because I'm sitting here on my butt <laughs> in front of my machine all day long, um, there's very little reason not to be looking or editing my pictures on this new computer and screen. So I think that was maybe what was keeping me from – editing on my old machine was the screen was low res especially compared to an iPad or an iPhone and I just didn't want to see my pictures like that they look they look terrible actually on low res I mean you know when you look at a picture on a high res screen it's just like it's so crisp it's it captures all the detail from what you shot because of the cameras being high megapixels and they're they're beautiful and so the shots have all that detail and when you look at it on a low res screen it just doesn't look good. You just don't, I'm not, a, you know. So anyway, you know, this is a long-winded way of saying I might be editing my pictures again back on my desktop computer. We'll see. I don't know. It depends on how things are. I also have, um, you know, I have this desire. Everybody, a lot of people are talking about the new iPad Pro and, uh, you know, how Photoshop runs on that and everything like that. I can't buy one of those now. I have a, I have a basic iPro, uh, a, a new model, but it's just a basic one. It's not the Pro. And, it, you know, it edits pictures nicely. And so does my iPhone. It's a great way to do things. But I've been looking at some uh, some different apps, uh, like um, stuff from Topaz, uh, this um, app. Again, I can't remember if I talked about it in the last show, but it is an upsizing uh, app, you know, so you can take a low-res picture and upsize it for printing. But what I've been using it for has been sort of like a photographic archaeology. I've been finding old pictures, especially in my neighborhood, uh, of like things and they're low res. I don't know where the people have found these pictures, but they're low res. And I've been upsampling so that I can see more details on them and just find locations and, and just sort of like, you know, for my own personal use to just look at pictures with like some sense of like checking, uh, back in time and seeing, you know, if someone's got a low res picture, like a, you know, 640 by 480, but I can upsample it and then I can see some more details in it. That actually is more, that's really interesting for me. I, I like looking at historical pictures that way. So anyway, the new computer, it does that. It's a very uh, processor intensive application and and the the new computer does it really, I mean, it, it chugs away, but it, my old computer would never even be able to touch it or even my MacBook Pro. It's just, it's, it's too much. The fans would go on and it would just take forever. 
So this new machine, because it's got some power, is giving me some options for doing things like that, you know, and then doing the green screen with the YouTube channel and, and the Zoom uh, teaching and stuff like that. So it's, and because I'm sort of locked in here, I got to figure out stuff to do. I mean, who else isn't trying to figure out stuff to do while they're sitting at their desk uh, trying to, uh, you know, weather this uh, lockdown? And And like the last thing I want to talk about is just the, the other thing I am doing is I've been, uh, you know, I, I do some teaching uh, at the place that I used to work at. I no longer work there called Brick Arts Media. And I was doing a street photography class. I was also doing intro to digital photography, which was a six hour uh, class or two, three hour sessions. And they've just started getting into doing online classes, which is great because I, I love teaching. It's, it's, a, it's a fun thing. I love teaching photography. It's a real challenge to teach photography sitting in front of a computer uh, with no, like, we can't go out, you know, <laughs> and shoot. But so, and I also had to retool the class from a six hour to three hour. And I'm just wanting to uh, mention this to you guys because this is what I'm doing. But I, I, the ch I was finding it's a very – first of all, I love teaching it. And, and I set it up – we set it up with Zoom. Uh, and, yes, I know about all the issues about Zoom and, and whatnot. It's just right now that's become the easiest uh, thing to use. Uh, but uh, – and I, I'm not – it's not my choice to do it. It's the, it's the other place's choice. But uh, that being aside, uh, you know, I figured out a way to – you know, I'm sharing my screen. I'm showing uh, – you know, a keynote uh, presentation, and but I, you know, what's really sort of sinking into me is to is to this idea of even an intro to digital photography or an intro to photography. Let's say, I mean, it's not, it's kind of redundant in this at this point to say digital photography. You know, uh, it's really just an intro to photography, but that's what the class is called. And um, to to try to squeeze, first of all, try to squeeze all this knowledge. Uh, or even like a like a taster of it in three hours is a, is a hell of a challenge, and so you know I'm I'm trying to cover the basics you know uh, you know shutter speed aperture ISO uh, start talking about white balance but I really talk about the the you know the shutter speed aperture and ISO both as methods of um, light uh, for light and also creative you know uh, and then and trying to bring that across. Uh, in, uh, you know, the restrictions of a Zoom meeting. And then, uh, you know, the other thing I have to do is, you know, I, it's a three-hour class. Uh, the, luckily, the class only costs the students $10. So it's, you know, not it's not a lot of investment on there. It's more investment in time. Uh, but, like, I, I'm aware of this stuff and, like, how to present photography in an exciting way. Everybody's coming in with some knowledge, right, because people come in with cameras, and so they're, they're knowing things, but because it's an intro class, I got to treat it as, okay, so do you really know about shutter speed? Do you really know about aperture? Do you really know about ISO? Uh, do you really know about the basics of composition, which is, you know, I have to also work within the framework that I'm given from a previous class that was taught at Brick, and so there's some basics that they want to go over, you know, and I talk about... Uh, well, actually, I was talking about the exposure triangle, uh, and I left that out. And my actually, I had a class yesterday. Was it, yeah, yesterday, and I, you know, I've been editing the class, but I've done three of these uh, online classes, 
And I've been tweaking the presentation ever since because it's the first time we're doing it. And so I was tweaking it Tuesday night and, you know, I was like, exposure triangle. You know what? That's a, that's a, that's a lot of, you know, hooey. <laughs> because at this point it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It's, it, you know, it doesn't quite fit in. And I'm thinking like, well, you hear about the exposure triangle. And if you're looking about photography, you know, if you're searching online, you're going to hear a lot of people talk about it. And I realize it's a, it doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's just because you do have three things that sort of tie together to create an image, you know, an exposure. But the fact that you got three things doesn't necessarily make it a triangle, you know, and those things actually don't, you know, relate in terms of a graphic of a triangle. You can't, I tried it once. I was thinking, well, it's a triangle. So maybe I can do some kind of graph where I can show that, you know, if you move the exposure in this direction, then the aperture moves in the opposite direction and the ISO moves in the other direction. I realized that that's a load of crap. It doesn't mean anything. And so I just, you know, I took it out because then, but then we get things like the rule of thirds, which is, mm, you know, I don't remember learning that when I was in school. I don't remember learning about the rule of thirds, but it's been, it's the thing that comes up. And again, it's part of the framework. And so I realized I got to, I keep it in, but I try to relate it to like, look, use it as a, like you're stuck and, and we all try to figure out like we have a frame that we have to fill up. And, you know, sometimes it's like a blank canvas. And even if you just get a starting point, you know, so, yeah, if you have this idea of the rule of thirds and I'm doing the little finger quotes while I'm doing that, if you have this idea of the rule of thirds, it's a starting point for trying to figure out how to arrange things in the frame. And it's like you don't have to stick with it. In fact, you know, I show them pictures that fill the rule of thirds. And by the way, I'm using all the pictures from Unsplash. Thank you, photographers, for all those free pictures. They're really nice. I'm glad I could use them for free. Thank you. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, I, I show them examples where I, I, I plop down the picture and then I throw a grid over it. And wow, look, it lines up with the rule of thirds. But I realize that the majority of the other images I use in the presentation don't necessarily fit that, you know, standard of rule of thirds. I mean, they're composed well. I pick out good pictures that look good. So the slideshow looks really nice. But, you know, I got to give them this stuff. But anyway, like this whole idea of, you know, I, I again, if you know my story, you know, high school photography, college photography, you know, um, photo agency, own studio, uh, you know, whatever. And I'm still learning photography now, right? I mean, I, I still learn things, obviously. And try to condense at least even the beginning of that into three hours. Uh, and how fragmented the entire photographic education system is. I mean, there's, you know, I'm swamped with, you know, emails like you are probably too with like, you know, photo cheat sheet cards and intro to photography classes and blah, blah, blah. And, and I think about this and I'm like, I, I just, you know, to be a student now to try to really focus in like you really want to learn photography it is not easy, you know? I mean, you could probably, you can find online classes. There's a lot of great stuff. And I'm not, you know, I'm not dissing any of it. I'm part of that now. But, you know, people come to keep, people come to this class and I'm like three hours. I got three hours to really get them, like to set their ship a sail in the right direction. And I really hope, I mean, the last class I did last night, at least from from the feedback I got from the students on, on the screen, were like, this was great. Are you teaching another class? And, like, you know, that's a little pat on the back thinking that I'm doing the right thing, uh, teaching, uh, you know, that at least my personality and the way I'm presenting the Im information is is drawing them in. And, and maybe that's part of it. You know, if I can get them to, you know, like me or say that photography, like I can teach photography, photography can be learned, like, in this way, that will keep them going, you know. Um, 
but it it just I'm pointing out this this challenge that that I have, and I think you know I'm not alone in it. I mean, I think there are probably other you know instructors who are uh, in the same way. How do you do this stuff in such a short period of time? You know, and how do you keep how do you um um and, and especially now you know there's no class where we're going to right it's it's uh, okay you're looking at me on a screen you know I got this dr- green screen backdrop on me with a kind of you know a, a fake neon blinking sign behind me and uh, you know everybody knows it it's not real it's not you know well I will get it anyway um but how do you get them interested how do you keep them going I mean again everybody's got a camera today right and so how do you how do I, you know, um, make sure that they keep going, you know? And, and the way it is now is that there's no real follow-up classes to what I'm teaching. Uh, so it's this intro to digital photography. There are probably other classes that they're working on. And, and I know that the place I'm working at, they're really trying to get their online uh, curriculum up and running more. And I think I'll be, which is great. I think for me it'll be great because I'll be doing more of those you know, maybe we'll do a, a intermediate class and an advanced class. But again, you know, while we're in lockdown, it's 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 hard to do some of these things. But I, I do think this is going to continue, and I think we're going to be doing a lot more of this. And I'm actually happy to do this because, like, you know, I can. Te- I think next week. Uh, let me see my calendar. But I think next week is next week is the sixth. Yeah, no. So my my photography class starts at five o'clock and goes from five to. Six, seven, eight, five to eight, and that's great. Actually, that's really good for me because I can work during the daytime at my day job, you know. And then uh, I got this five to eight gig, and you know, so the online thing could be at any time, and I don't have to, you know, I have to travel an hour out of the way and and, and travel an hour back to uh, to go to the class. And so, but the I'll leave you. With, I mean, the last challenge I had is that uh, during those three hours, I have to give them some time to go and take pictures. Just A, as a, you know, a break so nobody's listening to me for three hours. And B, is just like, hey, you know, let's just see if you could take what I've ta- talked to you about in the past two hours and see if you could just apply it. But do it to the stuff that's in your house, you know, your cats, your stuff on your shelves and you got any family members you want to take pictures of. Just a couple of things, like then take 20 minutes, you know, to go do it. And again, the challenge is to try to see the pictures from the, uh, the students. Again, we haven't set up quite a system yet for... Uh, having them drop the pictures into a you know uh, a computer folder and then be able to share them you know almost instantly because again the time constraints and stuff like that we'll get it figured out but you know right now I got the students holding the back of their cameras up to their to their webcams to see the picture and then talk about what they did and but that there's the challenge you know again it's like you got 20 minutes and you're in your house you know you can't go out you know into the middle of Brooklyn and spend an hour as a, a group walking around taking pictures and asking questions and stuff like that. So the challenge is there, you know, and yet my challenge is to try to keep them interested and keep them going and hopefully figure out what new things they can do. And then when the doors open again at some point, you know, um, they're going to be, some of them will be ready to go out and do new stuff and take new classes. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. It's just, it's a real, it's a real, um, this is such a challenge in so many respects, and and uh, I I do enjoy the challenge. Uh, it it does um, make me think about things, and you know, like this idea of tweaking and talking to, you know, for someone for three hours and making sure they're not bored to death, and they want to go out and pick up their cameras afterwards and go out and and start creating art. I mean, that is that is the thing I think about all the time 
with this. And so uh, that's going to continue. But anyway, that's what I've been doing in the past couple of weeks. And uh, uh, so anyway, you got the, what do we got? The new computer. <laughs> oh, and the last thing I want to talk about, just this is uh, because it's popped up a lot. I mean, I haven't been seeing a lot of equipment being, you know, like new equipment that's been coming out. I mean, I, I'm i guessing there's stuff coming out, but I don't really, uh, you know. The, 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 anyway, the latest thing I heard about is the new uh, drone that came out from DGI, DJI, uh, the new um, uh, Mavic Air 2. And, uh, okay, I mean, it's a piece of equipment. I don't really talk about equipment that much on this, but I do have something to say about this. And, and uh, it's not a complaint. I, well, we'll see what it is. You guys can judge this. But one of my, my, my day job is to review videos and I review videos and I see, I see so many drone clips. I mean, everybody's got it. So many people have a drone and they're flying them around in all sorts of places. And it used to be that drone photography used to be someone in a helicopter or an airplane leaning out of a camera, uh, out of their, uh, aircraft, taking pictures with their, you know, camera. And that was always really interesting. And now, you know, fast forward to now and everybody's got a drone and all you have to do is, you know, for a few hundred dollars, you've, you've replaced a, you know, a, a helicopter pilot and a photographer hanging out of a helicopter, which is probably good in some sense and not great for the helicopter pilots and the aerial photographers. But, but in some sense, you know, it, it's democratized that kind of photography. And so, but anyway, I see it, uh, part of my, my day job is to review videos and I see a lot, I mean, I would say easily 60 to 70, depending on the day, 60 to 75% of the videos I see are drone videos. And so, uh, so this new drone comes out and of course I'm watching it because I'm watching the, the, you know, the intros to it and stuff like that. And on YouTube and I'm looking at the clips that they're showing, you know, in the, in the opening of the video, uh, intro. And there's like these flying over forests and flying over things. And it's like, you know, of course, for me, and I'm my eye is jaded, right? So I admit that, you know, but I'm seeing stuff that I see on a daily basis. Okay, flying over forests, flying over rivers, you know, flying over this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, okay, well, hmm, uh, uh, fine, okay. <laughs> and uh, actually, at my job, I have to judge the quality of the videos. And so they're sending in the raw videos, and uh, I have to actually check, make sure that the noise level is down and there's no, you know, not a lot of compression and stuff like that. Uh, of course, I'm looking at the quality, you know, is the is the shot nice enough as well? And uh, I've actually seen some really, you know, really nice uh, drone photography. Uh, I, I think the majority of that I see is is kind of mediocre and pedestrian because this is kind of my point a little bit, but it all begins to look the same. Oh, so I'm looking at the Mavic, the new thing, and, you know, with all the new features on it, and it really doesn't mean much to me because I don't have a drone, but I can see what it means. I mean, like, you know, a new camera, and I can do these things. I'm like, hmm, that's nice. You know, uh, I live in New York City, and I've got a lot of restrictions. If I wanted to get a drone, you know, flying it around here, there's a, there's a lot of restrictions here, uh, yeah, I'm sure. And I also live not that far. Well, I do live far from an airport, but, like, I like I get that there's rules about it. And, if I was going to get a drone, I would probably get one of the, the 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 smaller Mavic, so I don't have to have a um, I don't have to register it. I can't remember the name of it. it's called the the little teeny tiny one, the Mavic Mini or something like that. You know, it falls under all the uh, the you know the weight. It, it, it's like right under the weight uh, restriction and stuff like that. And I know the cameras aren't that great, uh, but you know it's not that expensive. You know, so if I was going to get one, 
that's my my interest level and also to just to play with it because like wow that would be kind of cool to play with you know uh, but that's a few hundred dollar toy you know i don't i don't really think i can spend a few hundred dollars toys anyway blah 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 blah. so i'm looking at this and you know it's the the i won't mention the person who was reviewing it but they're showing some nice footage but again i'm looking at it with this kind of jaded eye but I've always thought about this with, with drone photography because it's very, very hard to distinguish yourself or one for, for someone to distinguish themselves with the kind of photography that you do with a drone, mainly because it's a very specialized kind of camera. It goes up in the air, and it's got a wide-angle lens, and, you know, yeah, the software will allow it to orbit around a subject and do all sorts of things. Now, I've seen some really interesting drone photography where the person has taken the drone and done something a little bit different with it, you know, but... Generally, that might have been the circumstance of the location that they were at. And, uh, you know, there's probably a few other reasons. But I'm looking at them like, oh, that's interesting. You know, it's different. But, uh, again, this is I'm not trying to diss it, but it's really, really hard to distinguish one drone shot from another drone shot. Now, again, there are some photographers who have these drones that are, you you know, that they've got the eight rotors on them and they're holding a red camera, which is the, you know, high-end video camera. They're shooting 8K video with it. The the lens can zoom in and out, and it does. You know that's essentially you know uh, that's a high end rig, and you know it's not something that most people are going to be able to buy. And that photography kind of is outstanding because again, it's adding something different to the to the pool of stuff. But the general gist of it, you know, someone flies over a Caribbean beach. Okay, right. Someone flies over, you know. Um, a city, if they're allowed to, but they fly over a city. Okay, straight down the scene. Someone flies over a wheat field. Believe me, I've seen enough wheat fields to, if I never see another shot of a wheat field uh, from the air, it'll be too soon. Uh, <laughs> it's like, anyway, but it all starts to look the same. If I, you know, if I got some drone shots, it probably wouldn't look the same as this other person. It wouldn't look any different than another person who's got some drone shots. So I just noticed that that there's all this attention or these great things that are coming out. Now, now this is, of course, I'm coming at this from a, from a, Mm, how do I say this? Uh, you know, part of what I do is I'm looking at stock video, right? And so it's video that people shot and they're going to sell. And right, so it's different than like, say I needed it, a drone because someone wants to hire me to do an aerial shot. Uh, not that I'm getting hired as a photographer a lot, but that becomes a, you know, then it becomes a tool that has a use. Like this is what I can offer my clients. You need an aerial of your building? Sure. You know, they got a drone. It's in the bag. Cost only a few hundred dollars. And it's part of the, you know, feature set that you get when you hire me, then that's great. And it, I have, I'm not, you know, again, nothing wrong about that. But I, I'm looking at it as a creative tool, and I'm, I'm having a hard time seeing that there's a there's distinguishing qualities between one photographer and another photographer in general. And I don't think that's a reflection of the photographer because you know the photographer on the ground with their cameras and their still cameras or video cameras, whatever you're using, and their lenses and their eye and their ideas, you know, a lot of people can distinguish themselves in terms of what they create. But once I think that this thing goes in the air, that becomes a lot more narrower. The limitations of, of you know, the camera, the lens is the same, camera is the same, the, the, the um, purpose of this thing is to go in the air pretty much, you know, and shoot from above and, Everything, you know, even though the things look really interesting from above, but the actual photography of those things doesn't look that different, you know. 
So it's just interesting. It's interesting to to see this. And this is this new piece of equipment that came out. And it's got a lot of, you know, ooh, let me see what, you know, something new that came out. I haven't seen anything new in a while. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm always blown away that this little thing that you can hold in your hand can create these great, you know, panoramic shots and these great sweeping shots and all this all this stuff that you just, you know, before was impossible for a regular human being to do. Now, if you've got a few hundred bucks, you know, you throw a drone in your bag, go to the beach, and as long as the, the rules are allow it, you could fly it and get some, you could stuff, you could see angles of things that you've never seen before, you know? Just the, just the, um, uh, let's put it this way, just the uh, exploration part of it is really interesting. I mean, I know the photography part is, is a lot of fun, but just being able to see things from perspective that you don't see on a day-to-day basis, that's really cool. But, you know, if, if you got any, you know, thoughts about that, you know, how how does one distinguish themselves with with uh, with that kind of camera, with this idea of a drone, or, you know, is it different than, like, if you give the same camera, the same still camera to two different people, you know, like, say, even like a point-and-shoot or a, you know, a Instamatic kind of camera, you know, takes roll film or something like that, and you give them the same camera, the same lens, how how different can two photographers say on the ground with the same equipment create imagery whereas can someone with two people with the same drone go up and and take pictures that are are like could you be able to tell the difference between the two so anyway it's just a thought thing that goes in my mind when i when i'm looking at this new equipment that comes out and, and comparing it to sort of the stuff i see uh, on an everyday basis anyway I think I've yapped too long. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I'm squeaking this in at the last minute. Uh, I didn't really, you know, I, I still have plans to get people to talk to me. I got friends, uh, the unusual collective guys. Uh, it's just, you know, this idea of schedules and timing and survival and uh, trying to figure things out. So I just wanted to make sure I got at least, you know, uh, some time in with you. You could hear what I'm up to. Uh, all, all my family is safe. This is me and my wife up here, but like uh, I've been zooming with family. Everyone in my immediate circle seems to be fine. We we've we've made it through so far, uh, and I haven't. Uh, but I, I know of some people uh, on you know in this outer circle uh, where this is affected, and uh, my my thoughts are to them. And if any of you are are going through all this, my thoughts are with you. I think about like you know the the you know the fewer 400 500 people who are listening to me you know uh every uh, twice a twice a month uh and thinking about what you guys are going through as well uh and hoping you know everything is okay and i know maybe some of it is is more difficult for others than 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 me uh but uh you know i wish i knew how to help more (laughs) but i figure you know me putting out my voice twice a month is is what i can do for for the time being so uh and making sure I applaud uh, our frontline workers at 7 p.m. because they're the ones that are uh, they're the ones that are keeping us keeping us around. So if any of you guys are are, are out there listening, um, hats off to you guys. So anyway, uh, that's it for the show. Again, it was sort of a cold open. I didn't have any quote this uh, morning, uh, <laughs> and uh, kind of a cold close. I just want to want to get my voice out there and make sure that. Uh, I don't skip an episode. That would not be my way at all. And uh, yeah, check out YouTube. I think my in the next couple of days I'm gonna be. Uh, I got like I still have my green screen set up behind me, so I'm gonna do my my backdrop and uh, get out a couple of self crit videos and and just see what it's like. Again, 
thinking of the way Zach Arias said, just go out and make content. Everybody's saying that. Just go out and make it. You know, worry about the stuff later, how good it looks and how bad it looks or whatever. But just do it. So uh, expect to see some uh, some videos on my uh, on my YouTube channel, and uh, I'll li- I'll try to put a link. I'll put a link in the uh, show notes. You can go right to it. But uh, hang in there with me, and uh, hope you guys are well. And I will uh, I will see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks. <laughs>